Welcome to The Creative Cast. I'm your host, Tammy Munson, podcast producer, coach, and CEO of Wildfire Creative. Are you struggling to grow and monetize your podcast? Want to learn more about starting your own podcast? Are you looking for the secrets behind the business side of podcasting? Well, friends, you are in the right place. Here on The Creative Cast, I'm going to be sharing all the tips and tricks on all things podcasting for the faith-based podcaster. Each episode is going to contain powerful information to help you get started with your own podcast, learn the secrets of building a business, and of course, growing and monetizing your podcast. All right, y'all, without further ado, let's get started. And welcome to the Creative Cast. I am so grateful that you are joining me again this week and spending some time with me. And y'all, we have a lot to talk about today. So I'm just going to jump right in. Today on the show, I'm going to be dropping some truth bombs. So (laughs) just a quick disclaimer, y'all know this is a no BS zone. I've been seeing a lot of half-truths out there and I really wanted to clear the air on some of these things because some of them are just not true and I see so many people struggling with all the things. So it's time to get real y'all. Now as we all know the podcasting world has grown exponentially in the last few years especially since the pandemic. So many people discovered podcasting for the first time around 2020 And many people since then have started a podcast because they were stuck at home. And well, why not? People had stuff to say. There are so many podcasts out there right now. I think there's over 2 billion globally, which that's a lot of podcasts, y'all. And there's so much to compete with. And let's not even begin to talk about all the information out there about starting a podcast, growing a podcast. I get it. I know what it's like when you first start and you're getting overwhelmed by all the information, the blog posts, the hours of YouTube videos, the courses, etc. You get overwhelmed by the sheer volume of information available on starting your podcast. Besides having to filter out what's true, what's not true, so That's exactly what we're going to do today. Number one is podcasting is so easy and it's easy money. Now, this is one that I hear all the time. And friends, if you've ever launched a podcast or started looking into even launching a podcast, you know how much of a lie this truly is. Yeah, part of it is easy. But just because the setup is relatively seamless, and the recording process is simple enough, does not mean that creating a high-quality podcast is easy. And that's because there's way more to it than meets the eye. I can't tell you the number of clients that as we're going through the launch process in the one-to-one signature VIP program that go, wow, this is a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. (laughs) Absolutely. Because it includes Discipline, prep time, knowledge of your subject matter, hard work, quality equipment, and most significantly, consistent effort. Now, I don't want to scare you away from starting a podcast. That's the last thing I want to do. 
But I do want to make sure that you're aware of all of it because it's going to prevent, because I'll be honest, producing a podcast is hard work. Because remember, this is a long-term game and it's going to take time with research, guest scheduling, if you're going to have guests on your show, recording, editing, and of course, promotion. Now, number two is great interviews just don't happen. So I hate to be the one to burst bubbles, but hey, if it helps make your podcast better, (laughs) y'all know I am all about it. Here's the truth about those interviews. You know, those easy breezy interviews with the laid back vibe and the back and forth banter between the guest and the host. And it just seems like they just hit record and let the magic happen. But y'all, those are rarely the case. Also, it's very rare that a new podcast host is amazing at interviews, unless you're maybe a counselor and you're used to asking questions. Everyone is terrible at it, including yours truly. The first interview I ever did for any podcast was back in uh, 2006, and it was just horrid. I didn't even air it. <laughs> I was like, no, this is, this is not good. Not good at all. But when we first start something new, we're always bad at it, right? Generally speaking. But with practice creates improvement. Now, notice I didn't say perfect because there is no perfect interview. There is no perfect podcast because something will always be imperfect about it unless maybe you are recording in a soundproof recording studio. But podcasts are not meant to be perfect, right? So getting back to interviewing, as the host, you need to prepare and do research to create questions that bring out the best in your guests. And you want to create an atmosphere where guests feel comfortable sharing their honest answers with you. Because you also need to know how to deliver those questions in a natural, unrehearsed way, while still being able to listen to your guests and pivot the conversation where you think it needs to go. I mean, that sounds like a lot, right? (laughs) It is, but like I said, with practice comes improvement. So. Just remember that the next time you're listening to a podcast interview on your favorite podcast, and that interview sounds oh so smooth and effortless, remember, there is a lot of work before, during, and after that interview. And you'll need to make that same effort to create these great conversations on your show. Another thing I hear a lot is, oh, you can make so much money with podcasting. Now, that is partly true, but... I'm not going to lie, it can take years and hundreds of episodes to have that, like a Joe Rogan type following that brings in the big sponsors and gets them to sit up and take notice and you're talking million dollar contracts and things like that. Now, don't get me wrong, you can monetize your podcast and I can definitely show you how. And we'll talk all about that on next week's show. But it's not going to be the crazy amounts of revenue that we sometimes hear about. Because in fact, for most indie podcasters, it's going to take at least a year of consistent episodes for whatever frequency you have and effort into building your audience before you're going to be able to bring the, the downloads and all the other analytics that sponsors look at before you're going to be able to get a sponsor to sign on to your show. 
Now, there's lots of things where you may get a particular sponsor depending on your topic and the topic of your show, but you're going to need to do a lot of groundwork to build a community of loyal listeners before you're going to be able to create a community that's going to bring in some of that revenue. Now, of course, you can do things like creating a Patreon community, but it's not going to be the kind of money that Joe Rogan gets. Joe is a special case, and he is so worth it, as he has the number one podcast in the world. So he can bring in the big money. So I'm not saying it can't be done. It's just not going to be as easy as some people claim it to be, or some people think it is. It's going to take some work, but it can definitely be done. So for an example is my friends over at Storytellers. Last year, Storytellers decided to start a Patreon community, and they've been very successful with it. And the money that comes in from Patreon helps them pay for podcast production and a number of other expenses that their ministry incurs. So here's the deal. They were either on season four, maybe it was season five, before they started a Patreon account and could rely on that community. And they've only been using Patreon for a year. And they provide extra content at Patreon. So they're doing even more work. They have a weekly show. Plus they do extra content over there with Bible studies and behind the story episodes that they do. It's not as just easy as saying, hey, we'd love for you to contribute to our community. And everybody goes, yeah, sure. You're going to have to do some extra work in getting there. But it can be done. Another question that I get a lot is, do I really need to edit my podcast? Yes. (laughs) Editing is necessary. Say it with me, y'all. Editing is necessary. And no, I'm not saying that because Wildfire edits podcasts and we produce lots of podcasts. Because I'm a lover of podcasting. One of the main things that drew me to podcasting was the natural conversation aspect. And here's the truth bomb number four, y'all. Most of the podcasts you listen to, even if it sounds unedited, those podcasts have a fair bit of editing that happens. But that's the mark of a great editor. You don't hear it and you don't know it. Now, it's a common myth that a really good podcast can be produced without editing. But in reality, that's not really the case. But here is the truth that the best podcasts require work in post-production besides the time it takes to capture all the content that you're going to need for your show. Even if it's just removing background noise, dogs barking, helicopters taking off. (laughs) In fact, I am having to record this twice because my own dogs were barking in the first version of this. Even if it's those dreaded ums or ahs or like or you know, or just even those mistakes that we, that we make when we're speaking. One other thing to think about editing and the need for it is this. With so many podcasts popping up all over and with celebrities and big name brands now joining the fray as well, you simply have to deliver an exceptional audio especially if you want your podcast to stand out among all the other podcasts out there in your niche. And that, my friends, means editing. 
And speaking of niche, let's talk about truth number five. Your niche matters. I'm sure you've heard this word before, whether it's in research for starting a podcast, marketing, or even just the phrase, riches are in the niches. (laughs) I did not come up with that phrase. It's been out there for years. But I'm hoping that you have done that work to find your podcast niche. But if you haven't, I want you to stop what you're doing, unless you're driving and you can't stop. Hit pause on this and take those necessary steps to find your podcast niche. Don't worry. I'll wait. (laughs) Welcome back. Because here's the deal. If you want to succeed, you have to pick a topic for your show that matches the type of content you can deliver with authority and authenticity. So say you're a military spouse and you want to start a podcast. You could start a podcast about the realities of military life, keeping in mind that you're not revealing anything that you shouldn't reveal. And all my military spouses out there know OPSEC, PERSEC, all the security things need to stay in place for that. Or say you're obsessed with the Enneagram and you're an Enneagram 8. You could start a podcast about being an 8 or interviewing other 8s. You get what I mean. Because the best way to gain authority and build a thriving community around your podcast is becoming the go-to person in your niche. Recently in a business mastermind, a lady was talking about having a podcast, which, you know, my ears perked up. And she said how she needed to have the best and most expensive equipment to have a really good podcast. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Because here's big truth number six. You don't need the best equipment on the market to create a great sounding podcast. Great high-end equipment can yield amazing results. But you can get that beautiful, crisp, raw audio with a basic kit. And conversely, having the best microphone on the market does not an excellent podcast make. Now, one time I had a new launch client come to me and she had been following this other podcast coach and this coach, quote unquote, and I use that term loosely and I'm not going to say who it is, but this coach told her she needed to buy a $7,000 podcasting kit where she got everything in this kit. She got software, the Hindenburg software, which is like $300 by itself. It was ridiculous. But as we were working through what she really needed, we were able to get her everything she needed for less than $300. She had a Mac, so she already had GarageBand that she could edit her podcast with. She didn't need all these other things that this coach was telling her she needed to have. So I don't want you to compromise on getting quality equipment, but there are so many options that can fit a smaller budget. And if you need a mic recommendation, there's lots of them out there. My personal favorites are Audio-Technica. I think it's the 2100X. There's also the Shure M7. There's several of them by Rode. If you want a particular recommendation for that, shoot me an email at Tammy at wildfirecreativecompany.com 
and let me know what your budget is and I will find one for you. Now, when it comes to headphones, if you're not editing it yourself and you just need to record, you could use your AirPods, you could use a cheaper version of headphones if it's just for recording. Where if you are doing editing, you're going to want to get a quality pair of headphones so that you're hearing all the things that you need to hear. And the other thing is there are ways to achieve great audio besides the best mic and the best equipment. And you could do this by getting better control over the environment that you're recording in. So you need to find a great sound conducive space in your home. Maybe it's your closet. Maybe it's an office or a bedroom or another location, whatever that may be. Get to know the sweet spot of your mic because every mic has one. Play around with it. See what sounds the best. Plug in a pair of quality headphones and you're all set. And yes, it can be that simple. Another hard truth that I think y'all need to hear about, and I have several friends, they're not clients, that are struggling with this one, which is why I really wanted to bring it up. So another hard truth is you're going to need to put on your marketing hat and develop a solid marketing strategy for your podcast if you really want it to succeed and be for the long term. Because you need to kind of think of your podcast as a business. And for some of us, podcasting is our business. For some podcasters, they use their podcasts in other indirect ways. But I want you to start thinking of your podcast like a business. Because in the same way businesses have long-term marketing strategies for their products and or services, podcasters need to use those tools to engage current listeners, attract new listeners, and increase listener loyalty and engagement. So you're going to want to use your email list. You want to network with other podcasters and mastermind groups, create audiograms, put those on your social media channels. And of course, good old-fashioned word of mouth. Tell everybody. Tell your friends, your family, your neighbors, your friends at the supermarket, (laughs) wherever. You need to spread the word about your show because it's going to get the traction that you're looking for for your podcast as well as grow your audience. When you're launching your podcast, you're going to want to start with an extraordinary launch strategy and continue that with a strong marketing presence. Now, my next truth for y'all is your delivery matters. So here's a little bit of reality check. Not everyone should have a podcast. And that's hard truth number eight, y'all. Now, I can hear people going, what? What did she just say? (laughs) I've even been told by clients, I've got solid content. Why does it matter what I sound like or how I deliver that content? I thought the content was the most important thing and not the delivery of it. Well, it does matter because podcasting is about connecting with your audience. And much of that connection is related to how you're sharing that content. Because once you're there, you must engage and you must deliver your content in a way that your audience is going to respond to. But the good news is this. If you find that your delivery skills are not as sharp as you need them to be, that's an easy fix. So I did a much deeper dive on this topic. So if you go back and listen to episode five, like way back in the beginning, 
I did an episode on why you shouldn't start a podcast, and I list a whole bunch of tips in there as well. So I'll go ahead and put that link in the show notes for you so you can easily find it. Okay, back to quality content. Even if you have the best editing skills, the most amazing graphics, and the best equipment that money can buy, none of it will ever substitute quality content. Because y'all, you can't fake quality. You may be able to string listeners along for a short time if you're giving them nothing but fluff or you're kind of phoning it in. But soon, even the most undiscerning podcast listener is going to realize, and this is not the podcast for me, and they're going to stop listening. So you have to ensure that you're always giving your audience high quality, valuable content with great delivery. Because it's fun to have all the cool tech toys. Y'all, I'm a techie nerd. I love everything about new equipment, new mics, mixers, all the things. I get it. And if your editing is on point, even better. But none of these things is going to outshine solid content. So you want to make sure that your content and your delivery is the best possible that you can. And sometimes this is where a editor and podcast producer comes into play. But y'all, if you only remember one thing from today's episode, the bottom line is this. While it's true, there's a low barrier to entry as far as launching a podcast and and starting a podcast, creating a successful, high-quality one is not a walk in the park. Because it's more than just recording podcast episodes and uploading them to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Podchaser for the world to listen. There's so many nuances that go into creating a compelling podcast from equipment to editing skills to all the things that I've talked about today. And above all, that careful and deliberate crafting of high quality content for your audience. Because while it may be simple, creating a standout, high quality, in it for the long term, enduring podcast is not an easy thing to do. But it can be done with consistent effort. I know these truths were not fun to listen to today, but I and my team here at Wildfire, we want your podcast to succeed. And sometimes that means talking about the hard things, the hard truths. But as they say, the truth will set you free, right? (laughs) And once you're free of these unrealistic expectations and you have all the facts and you could weed through the half-truths, you're going to be in a much better place to create the best podcast possible and make it something that you do for the long haul and avoid the pod fade trap. I told you this season we are going to be doing recommendations and different types of recommendations, sometimes product, sometimes podcast. So today I have a podcast for y'all. I mentioned my friends at Storytellers Live, and that is my recommendation for this week, is the Storytellers Live podcast. It's hosted by my friends Robin, Katie, and Lindy. And I love those ladies so, so much. And their podcast, their weekly podcast is just, it's life-changing, y'all. And I don't say that word lightly, and I'm being completely serious when I say that. You need to head over there and listen. They drop a new episode every Wednesday. And while you're there, go ahead and pick up a copy of their brand new Bible study, When God Shows Up, Discovering God in Stories of Freedom. 
We produced it. It is great. They have, I believe, eight stories of freedom. Just phenomenal work that Katie did putting that together. So you can listen to the podcast, grab the Bible study over at storytellerslive.org. No worries. That's going to go in the show notes for you. Now, next week's show, I'm going to get into some of the ways to really monetize your podcast. Because I've been getting a lot of emails and DMs from clients and people from our audience asking about how to monetize, especially with the current state of our economy. So this is not a political discussion. It doesn't matter where you stand, politically speaking. It is something to be concerned about. So I'm going to take a deep dive on all of that for you next week about how you can monetize your podcast relatively easily and get some revenue going. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today. I thoroughly love sharing all this with y'all. I know some of it was hard to hear today, but definitely worth it. Because ladies, I believe in each and every one of you. I think that the intimidating tech and the inexperience and the overwhelm shouldn't prevent you from accomplishing your podcasting goals, whatever they may be. So let's walk through this journey together so you can spend less time worrying about the details and more time spreading your message and sharing your God-given creativity. I hope that you have a great day, and I will talk to you next Monday. Bye, y'all.